Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. Lord, and we're not seeing what our eyes see, but we know what we know. And we are looking at that which is unseen because of the power of faith that you have bestowed in our hearts. And I pray, O oh Father, as even that we pray to you for an outpouring of a greater measure of this substance to hope for what is unseen and to expect that which is not familiar, Lord, because it comes from you. I pray that you would bless your word, O oh God, and that this word would be a seed planted in each heart, that it would not return void, Lord, but that they would grow, that it would blossom, that it would be fruitful, and that you would be glorified, O oh God, as we take steps in the direction of your word, O oh God. We pray that you would give us that substance that is able to create from nothing all things. We pray that you would make that abound towards us, Lord, so that we would be known across the world as people of faith. We ask that your word would be a good seed planted in good hearts, Father God, and we pray, Lord, that as this fruit, Father God, is rooted and grounded in Christ, that you would be glorified, O oh God, that it would be like a double-edged sword that would reach the deepest part of our being, O oh God, and awaken our spirit, Lord, and bring light in places of darkness. Prosper your word in our hearts, Lord, because through your word we live and we move and we have our being, O oh God. Your word is a lamp unto our feet, Lord, a light unto our path. Father God, it never returns void. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. As we've seen that um, we come to the Lord virtually, the Bible says in Ephesians, without hope, which means without faith, and without God. We, that's how we started. And, and you can say with me, zero. And God wants to take you from zero to hero. Okay? God wants to take you from nothing to all things in Him. And the Bible says that this substance that God has given us is the substance of that many people don't have and many people are losing in our day and age and as you walk around you'll recognize that not a lot of people are walking by faith they're walking in some other aspect because faith is a substance that allows you to believe God faith is a, a substance that allows you to stretch your life to those things you wouldn't rather you wouldn't you wouldn't on any other occasion do and uh, for many uh, to live by faith is weird, it's strange, it's unusual, it's not common for a person to, to have a situation and then say, by faith I'm, I'm going to believe, I'm going to believe God, I'm going to take a, a step in the direction of the unknown, of the unseen. I was talking to a friend of mine that was in Bible college this weekend, as I was talking to him, he says, Joaquin, you don't know what happened to me, I joined a Bible college and I was there, and it was a Bible college of Reverend R.W. Shambach. R.W. Shambach is, is a fireball. That guy, that guy is, is full of faith and full of power. And he has his phone line when he would do his events in tent meetings around the United States. He would have phone lines, and it was called the power line. Because if you called there and they prayed for you, the power of God was moving on your behalf. And so he says, I was in his Bible college. I didn't even know R.W. Shambach, but I'm sitting there with the power line, and a lady calls, 
and I'm a Bible college student. I'm a young person. And the lady says, excuse me, sir. She goes, he goes, yes, how can I help you? This is the power line. And she says, I, I have a problem. Well, what is your problem? Nothing is too difficult for God. Well, three days ago, my cat died. And I have him in a shoebox in my garage. And I want you to pray. And he goes, he was thinking, lady, just go buy another cat. Give this poor cat a, a, a ceremonious funeral and bury him. And go and, and find yourself another kitty cat. And, and, and you know, don't waste time because God is not into bringing cats back. And, and he says he was refusing. He was getting mad as he was just there. And she says, and I really love my cat. And, it, it, and he says, I hate cats. He didn't even like cats. And she says, I really like my cat, and I miss him, and I want him to come back. And, and so he's, he says, I'm not going to pray for this lady. I'm going to tell her, forget you, lady. This is for real problems. And all of a sudden, the voice of God talks to him and says, do not mess with her faith. Do not mess with her faith. Because God is a God in whom all things are possible. And those who wait upon the Lord will see his glory. So he was about to tell her, I'm not going to pray for your cat. Go buy yourself another one. Don't waste my time. And he was going to hang up. But when God told him, don't mess with her faith, he says, okay, let's pray. And all of a sudden, he says, I prayed the shortest, dumbest, most boring prayer. Lord, in Jesus' name, heal her cat. Amen. Okay, ma'am, thank you very much for calling. And he hangs up. And he says, that's, that's crazy. And all of a sudden, the, the tent is over, the crusade revivals are over, and the next day, all the workers, all the prayer partners got together, and they were sharing testimonies back and forth. And one man stood up, and he says, hey, I got a phone call last night. Uh, I know this morning, I got a phone call this morning from a lady who called last night. And she says that she called in for her dead cat that had died three days ago, was in a shoebox in the garage. And then when she woke up in the morning, she heard something scratching at the door. And when she opens the door, the kitty cat was alive. And he's sitting there listening to that. And he's going, oh, no. What do I tell them that I was the one? He goes, I was the one that prayed. I was the one that prayed. And, and isn't God a powerful God? And isn't God looking for an opportunity to show himself in this world? And aren't we the people who believe that? That we know that our God lives, we know our God moves, we know that this whole life is more than just what we see with our eyes or touch with our hands or are able to do with our intelligence. That's not what God wants from us. God wants to expand and increase us. We are the people of faith and without faith we're faithless. We have nothing to offer this world. And that's why we want to revisit this aspect of a world-changing faith. I know that I've been challenged as I remind myself that I stand here even by faith. I live and my life is a full expression of walking in this substance that is so unfamiliar to so many people, but I love it. I'm addicted to believing God, to hearing God, to walk not by sight. Understand me that if we're going to walk in these ways, in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says, for if we walk by faith, we don't walk by sight. So it automatically makes you blind to this world. 
You're not seeing a dead cat in a shoebox. You're seeing a living cat scratching the door. Because if you walk by sight, you, you pretty much cancel out faith. The Bible says in the book of Romans, and we'll get there later on, but it says if, if you're seeing the thing already, then you don't need faith. Because if it's there, faith is useless. But if you walk by faith, it's not by sight. It's in the realm of the unknown. It's in the realm of the unseen. And, and it gives you not a sight in this world, but a sight in the supernatural. And we need God to say, God, heal our eyes. Touch our eyes. So we begin to see not an empty church, but we see a filled stadium. If you walk by faith. If you're hanging on to the supernatural word of God. Why is it that we not walk by sight? Because it's through obedience. You need faith so that you can understand. You don't need to understand so you can receive faith. You need faith to understand. And you'll see this as we go along and as God continues to fold back this aspect of world-changing faith. Because I tell you that each one of us are, are students in this life of faith. And it, it doesn't matter if you're in kindergarten or first grade or you're in second grade or, or fifth grade or, or you're in college or you're a university professor or you're a scientist in a laboratory. All things, all the time are through faith. And as God begins to you know, peel back reality and you live in the faith of faith, the Bible says the faith is for now and for always. I never saw myself as a lawyer. I never saw myself um, as a husband or a father. And these things all came about by faith. And then when they became a reality, it became comfortable. Because when you're already a lawyer and you're practicing law, you don't need no more faith. You can sit there and, and show your diploma and, and work as a lawyer and have clients and make money. And it's no more faith. The faith was when you're illiterate and you can't read and write and God's going to tell you you're going to be a lawyer. And you're like, it's going to take faith. But once you're already there, then God has to take you to another level. And he says, now leave your law practice and now you're going to trust me fully. And you're going to need to jump and take that next step that you don't see with your eyes. When God called me into ministry, I said like the Virgin Mary, how is this going to come to pass? I know not a man. I was thinking a man would flip the bill, right? If you know a millionaire, it's easy to become a pastor because he'll take care of you. But when God calls me into ministry, I didn't know anybody that could support my family and bring the income. And so I asked them, how is this going to be? Like the Virgin Mary said, how will you do this? I know not the man. And I started laughing because that's what the Virgin said. How am I going to be pregnant if I, I don't know any men? And so... God is going to take us in this journey. How many, just a question, you're sitting here in church, how many are on this journey? How many have started taking your baby steps in faith and believing God for what you don't see and trusting God for what he tells you? And listen to me, waiting, that's a great word of faith, waiting upon the Lord. And the Bible says those who wait upon the Lord will never be put to shame, never, because what God has promised he will do. At large levels. And so you need faith for what you can, uh, you don't need faith for what you can understand or see. Romans 8.24 says, For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is not hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? Listen to me. Faith, uh, 
Now, the life of faith is not for cowards. Cowards like what they have. They keep it, they guard it, they protect it. They'll kill for it. Faith is for those that are waiting on what is unseen. What you don't have, what you can't see. Do we have that verse up there? Romans 8, 24. It was through this faith that we were saved. And we were saved for this faith. But this faith that is seen is not faith. It's not hope. For hope is the substance of the things we're, we're waiting for. And it says, for why does one still hope for what one sees? You're not going to use faith for what you already have. In Ezekiel 18.9, in the Old Testament, he who follows my decrees and faithfully keeps my ways and my laws, this is a righteous man, and he shall surely live. This is the substance that God brings into the life of those that are going to be successful. You guys have one nine, and I said 18.9. He follows my decrees. To live a life of faith, you need to live closely to the Lord. You can't let it go. You can't be three months behind schedule. You need to be hot on his tracks. You need to be listening to his heartbeat. You need to be trusting his hand. You need to be waiting upon God. And it's hard to do this. And not many people want to take this step. Let me tell you something. The just shall live by faith. If you're going to be able to live in this world successfully and increase and be fruitful and multiply, it's only because of faith. It's that substance that comes from heaven. If he walks in my statues, if he keeps my judgments faithfully, he is a righteous man. He's a just man. And God puts his stamp of approval. He shall surely live and he won't die. It's not going to come to an end. There's no fear in his life. Because where there's faith, there's no fear. The people that are consumed with fear are people that are not walking in faith. They don't trust God. They don't know God. They haven't heard from God. They're not waiting upon God. They're waiting upon their paycheck. They're waiting upon the stock market. They're waiting upon the Republicans to take office. They're waiting on a whole bunch of things. But blessed are those who wait upon the Lord. They shall be renewed in their strength. They shall mount up on the wings of an eagle. They shall soar the heights of God's purposes. And very few are the ones that take this travel. It's the road less traveled. Because so many want to live with their eyes. And their security is what they know. Anyone who thinks he knows more than God is proud. He's puffed up. He will not survive. His pride will take him down. Your confidence... If it's not God, God will show you that you've been a fool to place your confidence in anything else but God. And it says there in Habakkuk 2.4, This man is puffed up. His desires are not right within him. He's proud. His soul inside of him is not right. His ways of thinking, how he judges a matter is not right. But the just... And the righteous will live by faith. They'll live with this substance. They'll move with this substance. They'll speak this substance. People will think they're crazy. They're insane. How could you think? How could you ever expect? That's what the word faith is. Expectancy from the Lord. You're expecting something from God. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without this substance, 
You can never take a step in his direction. He's going to tell you like he told Peter, take a step off the boat and walk on waters. He's going to tell you like he told Moses, extend your staff and part the Red Sea. He's going to allow you to do mighty works and, and build an ark in the middle of the desert. By faith, incredible things are brought to pass. And without faith, nothing is going to happen. Nada. Zero. That's why we say from zero to hero. We're walking this path. We're getting stronger. We're strengthening. Our faith is more genuine. How, how does our faith become more genuine? Does anybody know? Huh? Through testing. The fire. Like fire purifies gold, so trials purify faith. The more troubles you go through. I, if they would have told me this when I first became a Christian, I would have appreciated it. Nobody told me that I was going to go through fire and flames and water and floods. No one told me that this was the training ground for the people of faith. Difficulties when you have nothing and you're expecting everything. When things are impossible and you're speaking them to be possible. When a womb cannot have a child and you speak life into that. My friend from South Africa, Clinton Etheridge, was at Jack King's conference. And he says, Pastor, look at this picture. This is one of my horses. The horse sick disease in Africa is killing all the horses. And this, this disease, there's no recovery from this. And my horse had this. And he fell in his stable. His chin was hitting the ground. He was falling over. His eyes are bleeding. When the eyes are bleeding, there's nothing to do. He's dead. He's on his way to death. And my daughter goes into the stable, he says. And when she comes out, she sees her horse dying. And she runs to me and says, Daddy, the horse is dying. And I, I have nothing to do because I know that horse sickness in South Africa is eliminating many horses. So I went out to the stable and I got mad at Satan. And I put my hands on the horse and I said, In Jesus' name, I command you to be healed. And three days later, that... That he says the horse fell right after he, he prayed. It just fell over and just went worse. He goes, I killed the horse. <laughs> but he started speaking in tongues. And he says, And started praying harder. And the horse went like that and stood up on his four legs. And three days later, the horse is completely healed. That's faith. That's, that's the power of God. The Bible says the foolish man, the natural man cannot understand the things of God because they're discerned in the, in the pathway of spirituality. For him it is craziness. And I told people, if this is craziness, leave me alone. Because it made me a lawyer, it made me a husband, it made me a father, it made me successful. It took me out of all the crapola in this world. Faith did. By faith, soaring the heights of what God says. And so it says in Hebrew 11.6, without this, it's impossible to please God. For all those who come to God must first take a step of faith. I didn't even believe what they were witnessing, but I took a step of faith. I remember being back there saying all these Christians are crazy. And when they did the altar call at the end, I still went up forward. I took a, a step of faith, like it says with, with Abraham, uh, belief against unbelief. I'll take a step and I'll go to that altar. I don't believe these jerks. All these Christians are a bunch of liars. But I'm going to kneel down and say, God, if what they say is true, I want you in my life. I need you in my life. Save this poor sinner. 
I don't think you exist anyways. God bless you. And I got up. And those were, that was faith walking in unbelief. But God honored that. God saw me. And this life starts with faith. And I'm still believing God this day. But for greater things. I know I'm saved. I know I'm forgiven. I know I'm going to heaven. But it doesn't stop there. God will continue to reveal who he is. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. It says in Psalm 14, 1, but Hebrews eleven six 6 says, He must believe that God is, and that God rewards those who seek Him diligently. Well, Pastor, why is nothing happening in my life? Brother, if you were pursuing a job like that, you'd be unemployed forever. Pastor, why doesn't God talk to me? He's already talked to you. You haven't listened. It's been five years you've been sitting in church, and still you're not water baptized. And that's a step of faith, to go to the water baptism, to, to take steps in the direction of God. And when you diligently seek him in measures of faith, he put it so easy. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. How, how much easier? Repeat after me. How much easier could God make this life of faith? Go to the water. Go find a pool. In South Florida, there's water everywhere. And you still haven't gotten baptized. So each step of faith gives you an increase of sight to a larger measure of faith. And guess what? You can easily be shipwrecked in faith when you stop listening to God. Well, I've been a Christian for two years. Yeah, you stopped listening to him two years ago. You have stopped listening to God. You're not following God. You're following what you see with your eyes, what you hear with your ears, what you touch with your hands, what your accountant tells you. What your business partner tells you. But you're not listening to God. Because God will cause you to walk on water. And so this is the challenge. It takes courageous people. Many people never even get started in their walk with God because they refuse to listen. And Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing. And you're tone dead. You have toned God out. You don't want to listen to God. Faith comes by hearing and you're deaf. Para lo que te conviene. And that means for that which is your pleasure. Because I've seen the sophistication we have outside of God to listen to everybody but God. And if you would listen to Him, you'd be in a much better place. Hearing by the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing. That's why we come to church. He wants to fill us with faith. Challenging God. Believing God. Listening to God. Obeying God. And then you'll be blown up from zero to hero. You begin to do things that no one ever thought you could do. You'll be a barren woman, give forth two generations. You'll be the mother of multitudes. All these great faithful men, faith-filled, accomplish great heroic feats because of faith. Without faith, you cannot take a step in God's will. Faith is to believe and trust and walk as God wants you to walk. Hebrews 11.8 says like this, By faith, when Abraham received his call to go out to a place that he would afterwards receive, he obeyed. He went out not knowing where he was going. Faith without obedience is no faith. This is what God wants us to do, to walk in obedience. Walk in what he has said. Listen to his words. And the people that rationalize, excuse, they postpone, they, they leave for another season, obedience. You'll never see the glory of God. You'll never see God. 
A hundred years will go by, you'll never see God without obedience. It says that by faith Abraham obeyed and he moved in the direction of what God was saying, even though he didn't know where he was going. Romans 14, 23 says, whatever is not of faith is sin. If you're not doing the things that you're doing because of faith, and let me tell you something, when you're doing things because of faith, you're doing the impossible, the unbelievable, the incredible. They're up in the atmosphere of God, the impossible. Changing the world. I remember 14 years ago when we started. Started going around the countries, the nations saying God has called us to change the world. They laughed at us. They laughed at us. These men are crazy. They're insane. They're senile. Religion has infected their brain. And there's not a place where I go to this day that they don't say, we are changing the world. Jack Keane was able to, to talk about how he says, this is Joaquin Molina, and he's changing the world. It's not, a, it's not a theory no more. It's not abstract. Nations are being changed. One man that came to Jack Keene's uh, conference three years ago. We've been going now for four years. Three years ago, a man came, and he says that he heard me speak a word. You, the, the men remember. You remember when I told the men to all stand up, and we said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, Right? Because we got to be like Jesus. And Jesus said those words. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one can see the Father but through me. And so that's what our calling is. Can you believe that that man was so challenged that he walked into an Arizona state prison. And he, says when, and he said it this year. He says, three years ago when Joaquin did this, when Pastor did this at the conference, I, I, it, just, it just killed me, crushed me. But he stands in front of a prison full of 800 inmates. And he says, all of you stand right now. And he has them do the same thing. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one will see God unless they see it through me. And this man has been transformed. This year he was there with his son and his grandson. Little 10-year-old boy. And this grandfather is leaving a legacy because he took a step in obedience towards faith. He started walking like God wants us to walk. And let me tell you something. We don't have to apologize we don't have to tell people, I'm sorry, I believe in God. I'm sorry, I do believe what God says. There's a Billy Graham, or one of the great preachers said like this. He says, hey, Billy, do you really believe that Jonah got swallowed by a whale? And he says, yeah, I'm a believer. I believe what the word of God says. And he says, I'll even believe it if the Bible said that Jonah swallowed the whale. Because I'm a believer. I got faith. I trust God. I know God. I want to see God. And without faith, it's impossible to see God. If you're not waiting for him to move, if you're not waiting for his hand to come in, if you don't wait upon him. And so here it is in Romans 1, verse 17. The Living Bible says like this, For in the gospel, in this book, there's something that is right that comes from God. There's something that's revealed in this book that's not revealed anywhere else in the world. And it's revealed that this is starting with faith and it ends with faith. This is this walk we're in. The righteous will be known as a people that live by faith, by their obedience, by their trust, by walking in what God wants them to walk, believing what God wants them to believe. And so... 
We are the defenders of the faith. We are progenitating this faith. We, we are, are inspiring this belief. We have sons that are faithful sons that are risen up to do big things for God because they captured the faith seed. They believe what God has said. They're going after it. They're pursuing it. They're waiting upon God. It starts from faith, and it ends. One of the translations says, This thing that comes from God that is revealed in his righteousness is that by faith from the beginning to the end, from the first day to the last day, there's never going to be a time where we're not going to be able to take a step and a measure of faith. All these aspects of offerings, tithings, and giving to God, trusting in God are what? Faith. It's impossible that you would abound and increase when you're giving. It's impossible that you would be more fruitful when you are faithful than when you're not. An accountant would tell you you're stupid. But a man of God would tell you you're blessed and you're soon to see the fruitfulness of the Lord as you abound in God. And so in 1 Timothy 1.19, it says like this. Make sure you're holding on to faith. Make sure your conscience is not messed with because those who have rejected faith and a good conscience are shipwrecked. Concerning the faith, they're not traveling no more. They're not going anywhere. They're not seeing anything. The journey has ended. Some of you have been shipwrecked for years. Shipwrecked for years. Right there with your little banner on a little island. Holding on to what you think is reality. But reality is in God. It's in His faithfulness. It's in His truth. And Paul tells Timothy, hey, 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 be careful. Because some are not walking like this no more. They don't believe God. They're not hearing from God. Those who have forsaken uh, their faith have been shipwrecked. You hold on to this faith and to a conscience that's held on. Trying to walk in understanding. This is why these people are doing this. You know, could you, Pastor, could you explain it to me first? I, I want to learn it before I actually do it. 1 Timothy 6.20, Paul tells Timothy again, guard what has been given to your care. Make sure you protect faith because some people will want to steal it. Oh, you're waiting for a husband. You're like one of those Christians, huh? Okay, yeah, right. Friends talk to you all the time. It says in their idle babblings, in their contradictions, they think they know something. These things have caused many people to lose their faith. Have you ever sat down with an unbeliever and he, he tries to tell you what an idiot you are? Have you ever sat down with somebody who doesn't know God and he's trying to give you advice? How dare him? How dare him contradict a faithful God that he does not know? Let's go ahead and read verse 21 because it gets better. He says, some people have wandered from the faith. As they start professing and repeating what they're told, they stray concerning faith. Hey, man, you're going the wrong way. It's better. I, I know a shortcut. There's a party this weekend. Hey, I know a shortcut. Somebody can help you. you listen to me. Don't take no shortcuts. Take the long route. Wait upon God. God knows why he's causing you to wait. It's a good thing to wait upon the Lord. It's a good thing to wait upon the Lord. You can say amen right there. It's a good thing to wait upon the Lord. Amen. To wait upon God. Even if you're the last one standing, you wait upon God. You trust God the whole route, or you don't trust God in any route. Or He's Lord of all, or He's not Lord at all. And let's say, God, give us this world-changing faith. 
Let me understand these things. Let me stop reasoning in matters of knowledge, falsely called knowledge. Some people have wandered from the faith. They end up married to unbelievers. They end up in the wrong job, in the wrong business, in the wrong partnership because they didn't listen to God. They ran to Egypt. They're seeking for the strength of horses and not the strength of God. Not understanding. If you read Hebrews 11.3 with me, you will see that by faith we understand. And arguing and reasoning and excusing and, and coming to a, an understanding. Say with me, by faith. No, come on, guys. Are you sleep. By faith, we understand. And without faith, we're dumber than a doornail. We know nothing. By faith, we understand. The world out there wants to understand to walk in faith. Guess what? God hides himself from those people. He's not going to show up to those people. The Bible says he hides from the wisdom of this world. Hey, God, could you figure this out for me? No! You're going to have to obey before you get anything. Blessed are those who believe without seeing, for they shall inherit the kingdom of God. They shall inherit the things God has for them. By faith we understand. What do we understand? That the things we see came from the things that are unseen. Everything that's here came from nothing. And that's how God wants to work. In the abstract of nothing. Why? Because He is everything. He is all things to all peoples in every place. And I'm amazed by God. And I want to be filled with faith. I think I have faith. But I want more. I want to believe God for more. I want to trust God for more. I want to hear His voice. What do you have, God? The entire universe was formed by God's command. And what we now see did not come from anything. But pastor, I just don't feel anything. Faith is not about feeling. Faith has nothing to do with feeling. But I, I just don't feel. You're not going to feel. You're going to feel very sore that you didn't walk in faith. It says, faith makes you see and believe what cannot be seen or explained. Who's going to explain this? Who? You go try and tell one of my teachers I became a lawyer. Go ahead, try. Go try. Go try try tell one of the guys that tried to teach me anything that I would ever learn anything. It was all faith. It was all faith. And you know something? We have the father of our faith, which is Abraham. And I think we'll continue if God allows us. I think we got a good start this morning, a good introduction. The established pathway of God for increase and success is because of faith. I just want to read one verse, and then we'll be finished with this. Genesis 18, 18. The father of our faith was told that God would raise him up and he would become a mighty nation. Why? Because he was listening to God. He says, since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. He's going to prosper. He's going to increase. When everything is said and done, Abraham will have, he'll be at the top of the mountain. His children, his, his wealth, his increase will be there. All the nations of the earth will know this man. The father of faith. All, in him, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Why? Because in that season, he was the only man that decided to hear God, listen, and obey, and follow God. All the other men were doing all their wonderful things. You remember what Lot did? He chose what he saw with his eyes. 
He chose the most fertile, the most abundant, the good deal. He went down to be in a prosperous place. Guess what? Zero. He went from hero to zero. And Abraham went from zero to hero because he was the man that listened to God. And he says, surely, say with me, surely, he will become a great nation. See, if parents would teach your kids how to walk by faith, but they don't, they say, oh, yeah, you better go to the university and get a degree. Listen to me. Stick the degree in your ear and let your kids have faith. Let them be honorable to God. Let them obey the God of heaven. He wants to lift them up to the highest high if they will walk by faith and not by sight and not because of a degree and not a diploma because they're faithful to hear God and to follow God. He has a plan for their life to prosper, to increase, to be fruitful. And he says, he shall surely be a great nation. Why? He will be a blessing to all the nations of the earth. Why? He's out in the middle of nowhere. There's not a university anywhere around. Verse 19. Because I have known him, and he will command his children and his household after him, and they will keep this way of faith. And they will walk in my righteousness. And the Lord may bring Abraham what he has promised. Why was he going to increase and multiply and make this guy fruitful and prosperous and prominent and powerful? And he was never going to lack anything because he would keep to the road of faith. And he became to the father of faith for all those who follow like him. And he became with a descendants that far surpassed the number of the stars in the heaven and the sands in the shore. And God is faithful. And if you don't know this God, let's stand to our feet and say, God, I need you. I want a greater measure of faith. I want to see you in all things. The things you have commanded. Where there's fear, there's no faith. Where there's unbelief, there's no promise. Everything with tithing, offering, serving the Lord, giving your life in sacrifice, forsaking all. These are levels of faith. People say, Pastor, I don't know how you left your career. I'll tell you why. Because many years ago, I left those little things. I left my, my walking in little faith. I remember as being a student and, and forsaking a lot of things so that I could capture faith. So 19 years later, I was able to take another step of faith and leave my career. And I'm glad I did. And I'm glad that God is teaching us how to become men of faith, women of faith. Women and men who believe God, who are close to God, who believe the impossible, who speak. About two years ago, my, my palm tree was dying in front of my house. And an expert gardener, landscaper, this guy has gone to school for four years and became uh, a botanist or God knows what. What's it called? No, it's not a harborist either. No, it's not that. It's a degree, and, and God knows what. Like cooking is culinary, this is something else. This guy stood in front of my palm tree and says, hey, guess what? I go, what? Your palm tree has an infection, and it's dying. I said, I refuse my palm tree to die. He says, no, 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 you don't understand. You can't see it on the outside, but inside it's dead. It's, it's already gone. You can say goodbye to it. I said, no, I refuse. And I put my hands on my palm tree. I said, Father, in Jesus' name. I cancel all this virus. I cancel all the bacteria. And I proclaim life to my palm tree in Jesus' name. And so I left it alone and I left. But I was going to Texas on Thursday. Yvette was taking me to the airport. And she says, why don't you get in the car? I said, I'm taking pictures of my palm tree. Look at all the coconuts. It's alive. It's well. It's powerful. It's fruitful. It's multiplied. It's increased. 
You know what we need to do this morning is to repent. Because our superficial levels of faith doesn't allow God to move in any area of our life. Our obedience doesn't allow God to be seen in anything. Our direction, our faithfulness is dead. Father, resurrect these people in Jesus' name. Bring them back to life, O oh God. Let them not wander from the path of faith, Lord. Let them pursue and increase Him who is faithful, the hand of a faithful God, a God who wants to heal us, prosper us, multiply us, increase us. Lord, we wait upon you, O oh God. Father, we want the blessings of the righteous, O oh God. We pray for an increase and abundance of your faith in all things, Lord. We started this path in faith, Lord. Father, we cancel out all unbelief, all fear. We cancel out all stupidity. Give us the wisdom of the righteous, Lord. Those that wait upon the Lord shall fly and mount up on wings of an eagle, Lord. Father, if we have reasoned and rationaled your truth, Father God, forgive us right now in Jesus' name. Let us acknowledge that your hand is upon our life. Your hand is upon our family. Your hand is upon our economy, Lord. You have called us from darkness to light, O oh God. And I pray, Father God, that a greater measure of this faith would abound towards us who walk as your people, O oh God. Father, we give you thanks for this word, Lord, and that it not return void, Father God. Make sure it, it increases in our life, Lord, and we're able to grow and be known as a people of faith, O oh God, like Abraham, Noah, Isaac, Jacob, Daniel, Father God. All the heroes of the faith that went from zero to hero, Lord, because they had the substance of faith from day one to the last day, O oh God. In Jesus' name we pray, and the people of God say, Amen. Amen. Ha!